mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower. 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right, we are back. Drive Radio. Myself, Josh Goff from Legacy Automotive up in Boulder, Ridgeline Auto Brokers as well. Justin, who his cohort, when we appreciate Justin joining us, he had to leave and go make some money, sell some cars. Sell some cars. So we'll, we'll let him do that. And again, if you're looking for a great used car and we've got a second location coming in uh, very soon, but Ridgeline Auto Brokers up in Boulder, Legacy Automotive up in Boulder as well. Two different locations, but not far apart. RidgelineAutoBrokers.com is a place to go. You can also find everybody, including Legacy, on our website. Just go to drive-radio.com. We'll be adding that second location in Fort Collins here. I'll probably, Producer Ann, just get that going sometime this week or next. So we've got that up and going and ready to go. But those of you listening up in that northern part of the state, we'll have a second location to service all of you in the not-too-distant future as well. Again, it'll be Legacy Automotive North and Ridgeline Auto Brokers North, I guess, is the way to look at that. So we'll have two locations to take care of all of you. And, Albert, back to you. I want to make sure that we handle all of this correctly. So really quick, back to the all-wheel drive end of things. And for all of you listening, yes, this is very important for people to realize, no matter what the tire store tells you. If you are off, Albert, in other words, you, you've been driving and you blow a tire and they need replaced, yes, you're going to do four tires, not two. And the reason is that drivetrain, ABS, there's a lot of components that are looking at the rotations of each tire. And if you get too far off going down a straight road in the rotational speed of each tire, it can do damage to the drivetrain. That's why it's imperative you do four tires and not just one, two, whatever, no matter what Google says. Oh, no, I just, uh, I was kind of shocked, you know, when, when he told me that. So, I mean, it's only been uh, probably a month and a half, so I'm going to have him go back and just hopefully he's got the same, you know. Yeah, do so, brand. because again, now that one's already starting to wear. So, yeah, sooner than later on that. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll, it's my wife's car, so I got to let her know. Yeah, no, get her done. That that needs. I mean, honestly, this week that needs done, Albert. I'll do it. I got one, one last question about your your BG uh, oil oil yes. treatment. I caught some of the program last week, you know, on how to do it. I, John, I've been changing my own oil since the seventies. You know, I've on emergencies I've taken it to a to a shop twice, maybe three times. But I want you know I want to try this BG. I've heard you guys talk about it. You know it seems to be like a good product. And are the instructions on the bottle or or how to do it or? Yeah, they're right on the side of the can. Okay, so just follow what they say on the just, side of the can. Yep, and their website has some good information too. If it you know sometimes right. it can get smudged or or dented or something like that. But yeah, their website yeah. will have the same information on it, and they usually are starting to put up videos on everything too. So make it pretty yeah. easy to use their products now okay i appreciate it guys you're Thanks. very welcome albert no great questions by the way and i wanted to make sure i explained that a little more because this is another example of where you can go to google go to some different forums ask some different questions and frankly most of the people answering them 
don't have a clue. I'm, I'm sorry to say. They, they just don't have a clue. They'll, they'll claim to be an expert, but frankly, they are not because on all-wheel drive vehicles, this was true even back, this, by the way, isn't anything new. Uh, I own two, you know, four-wheel drive, you know, stores, off-road stores. We did accessories and car repair and all that kind of stuff for years and years and years. And I mean, this problem, by the way, isn't new. Uh, any, any time back in the day uh, that you had a four-wheel drive vehicle, uh, yeah, you could not just put a tire on unless it was very, very new. And and this is the other thing that we found even in the four-wheel drive world was I used to have a seamstress tape in my toolbox at all times because it was the only way I could really measure a tire like you would your waist to determine exactly the diameter, the circumference of a tire. Uh, and if I didn't have that, not the diameter, but the circumference of a tire, how many inches around it actually is. And, and here's what I found as a rule of thumb back in the day when we were doing this. If I got more than a quarter to a half inch, roughly, tried to be within a quarter of an inch. If it got to be more than a half inch total from one tire to another, it was a problem. Now, here's the other thing we learned. Just because it's a 275, 85, whatever, or a 265, 45, 16 tire from the same manufacturer but they're six months apart, what we did with the seamstress tape was figured out that just because they're new doesn't mean they're exactly the same. So we got in the habit of, as we put tires on, measuring them, especially if we had some sort of a known drivetrain problem, the first thing we always did was get a tape out, measured the tires to make sure everything was equal. Air pressure was also equal because there were some vehicles even back in the 90s that if you didn't have all that dialed in, would be a problem. So you know, my industry, I guess you could say, or where I came from in a background, goes right along with what we have today, where it's even more important today with, with the number of all-wheel drive vehicles on the road today. It's more important now than ever, but these are things that we've known in the industry, Josh, for 30, 40 years. It's not new. No, it's not new. Yeah, Yeah, we've been dealing with it for forever. I'd get vehicles that would come in with some sort of a drivetrain problem, and the first thing I'd ask is, have you had tires put on recently? Oh, yeah, I just had one put on the other day. I'm like, well, and, and these, by the way, were vehicles that typically had been to another shop trying to diagnose a drivetrain problem, noises, things like that. Mm-hmm. I'd get it in, figure out within five minutes of what the problem was, order a set of tires, put a set of tires on it, fix the guy's car, and out the door he went, and you didn't do anything else besides put tires on it. Yeah, it's been to all the other alignment shops, and they can't get it straight. Correct. So... Folks, my point is, no matter what Google says, this has been a problem for a long time. And on any all-wheel drive slash four-wheel drive vehicle, this is imperative that all the tires match exactly one to another. Jeff in Western Montana, you're next. Wait a minute. You mean Dr. Google isn't always right? Uh, unfortunately, no. Ah. <coughs> uh. Sorry to hear that. Uh, uh, yeah, isn't it? Th- yeah. It, it, it's w- really quick, though, Jeff. It's amazing you know, how many people out there will rely on what somebody says on Google that, frankly, in some cases on forums, might be a 14-year-old kid that doesn't even own a car. Very true. Yep. But they'll take yeah, that as the you gospel. You never know who you're talking to. You have no idea who you're talking to. Thank you, Jeff. That's exactly right. Yep. Yeah, just because they sound knowledgeable doesn't mean they are. It's That's right. like me. I sound knowledgeable. <laughs> No, you are. Uh, uh, yeah, the first car I the car I drove in high school was a '62 Chevy Biscayne with a six-cylinder engine and a two-speed slush box. That is not one, a car I would ever want to have back. Uh, but the one I bought just after high school was a '62 Dodge 
uh, Custom 880, which was uh, Dodge's response to uh, upgrades by Chevy to uh, larger models, and they took the, f- the front end of a 61 Polara mm. and married it to the back end of a 62 Newport, mm-hmm. uh, Plymouth Newport, and, uh, and called it the Custom 880. Um, nothing special about the car, except that I, I just really liked it, and uh, uh, I actually bought one maybe 15 years ago to try to restore um, but it ended up being too much problem. It had sat outside for decades, and the heat, even in eastern Washington State, um, had cooked a lot of the plastic, particularly the controls for, like, the heater, and it was all pneumatic. Uh, so uh, you had uh, internal failure on the plastic modules. The little nipples had cracked off, and there was just no replacement for those at the time, so I just kind of gave up on that. But uh, that's one I'd like to have back. Nice. Can't can't blame uh, you for then, that. Uh, nope. And then on uh, on uh, earlier caller, I also talked about driving tests. And yes. when I was still in Colorado and I got out of the military, I had to get a Colorado license. And I took the driver's test. And one question that almost stumped me was, you know, what position is your hand position? And, of course, you know, we're always taught 10-2. And that wasn't an option on the test. And I went, what is it now? And I went through the options, and I finally realized it was 9-3. It's either 9-3, or i got to look at the clock. It's even lower than that now. Um, I mean, e- even like, yeah, 8 and 4 even. They want you to have your your hands, if possible, down below the, the steering wheel, not above, because when the airbag goes off, your hands, just you can break your arms. It runs right into your face sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was in a car with my daughter when she was driving, and she actually got in an accident where she uh, deployed the airbags, and her left wrist was messed up for a little while. Yeah, so. yeah they're really um, trying to get people now to really – in fact, you even see the steering wheels start to be designed now, Jeff, where they're even putting you know openings or slots or whatever where it's down towards the bottom. Uh, I still don't understand. This is one thing I've not figured out yet, and I've got several cars this way. They still put the little notches on the grip up above where you're not supposed to have your hand. So I've never understood yeah, that. It's I like guess. the factory, they'll tell you, keep your hands below, but then they put the grip and the notches up above. How dumb is that? It's too expensive to retool, I guess. I suppose. I, I, I guess. I don't get it. Yeah. Um, and my question I have for you is, uh, it's kind of more of a philosophical one, but uh, with the current dismal performance and sales of EVs, do you think the ma- major manufacturers, do you see any indication that the major automobile manufacturers are going to change uh, their minds on phasing out a lot of the internal combustion engines, particularly the, the, the muscle cars, and maybe uh, keep going with those? I, I think there was some news this past week that GM is going to stay heavy on the V8 side for a while. There's no indication. In fact, they've even retooled for some new V8 stuff that's coming down the pike. They've already said that in their full-size trucks, Tahoe, Suburbans, and so on, they're not going away from the V8 Ram. They're going to that Huracan, or however they say it, Hurricane, Huracan 6. Uh, so they're going to go to an inline six-cylinder uh, Ford. You've already known what they've done. They've gone to the small V6 uh, you know, motors, EcoBoost. the EcoBoost end of things, but GM is going to stay on the V8 end of things. Now, where is that going to go down the road? What are they going to do on the performance side? I think Corvette, it ain't going anywhere. Uh, you're going to see the E-Ray take off and do well, but as far as even the Z06s or a regular Corvette with a V8, that's not going anywhere, Jeff, on the GM side. 
What are the other manufacturers going to do? That I can't answer. And are some of them making mistakes? I think vast ones, yes. I think Toyota's getting proven right. Toyota's being proven right. I think GM is starting to backpedal a little bit. Even Ford on the Lightnings is backpedaling some. The problem some of them have made is they've made such huge commitments to going to a non-V8 platform. Is that going to bode well for them or not? I don't know. I guess time will tell, Jeff. I don't know. Yeah, and their uh, their political liabilities to the current administration and bureaucracy, too. You know, yep. Are they going to suffer uh, consequences for, oh, hey, you, you've not been sufficiently uh, uh, Marxist enough I'll just put it that way. Too. Well, and that's you know that's the one advantage I think that, for example, Toyota has because they don't have to kowtow to any of that. Luckily, they've been, you know, not luckily, they've been very smart. They've done things without a lot of government intervention. They've not taken bailouts and things along those lines. They're not in the back pocket of any administration that I know of, including Japan's. They do exactly whatever they want to do based upon the market conditions. And their sales have shown the way. And they are leading that. the way because of it. You're right. Yep. And, uh, then and by the way, who would have ever thought, Jeff, years ago, there were people out there that literally couldn't stand and hated Toyota because of that. But who would have thought that they w- would actually have American values and do what the marketplace wants versus what these other knuckleheads are doing? Amen. I mean, you know, it was in the, in the 80s, they were the kind of the uh, disfavored, well, we got to do it, but we don't really want to. Uh, and now it's changed completely. Yeah, imagine that. Isn't that funny? Yep. And then one la- one last thing real quick, the, uh, and I don't have a complete answer, but the guy who called in about the, the uh, a tender that does desulfation. Yes. You know, all lead-acid batteries discharge by sulfating, and you recharge them by desulfating. Some chargers claim that they can get rid of all of your sulfation by uh, doing things like modulating the electricity going in and things. I, I think it's kind of dubious at this point. The key point, and you've made it many, many times, is just put a tender of any kind on there and make sure you keep that battery charged 100%. And it's if not an issue. Discharge, it's not going yeah. to be an issue. So in other words, maybe this is a little gimmicky on the other part of the, of the other company. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm a several minds on that so i because i haven't done the research so i can't right uh, speak one way or the other but but i, I mean I, I have they're not they're not uh the cheap ones i've bought the real cheap uh uh harbor freight ones and i regretted that uh, I, I don't have any of those anymore got it uh, but i've bought some up that are around 20 bucks and they do the job just fine of putting it on there and at least on a lead acid i don't know about the agms yeah, AGM has to be specific on the charger. That I've I've learned that even on my own on the tender it has to be AGM specific. It takes a different right. um, method. Let me just say it that way. I don't want to get all the details because we're short on time. But just a different method of charging, as you know. Right. So uh, you do that, and ninety nine percent of your problems are gone. You got it, Jeff. As always, appreciate you Thanks. very much, Mike. Randy, you guys hang tight. We'll be right back. Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. Something really cool happened in 1975. And no, it wasn't the beginning of the disco era. Congress passed the Magnuson-Moss Act. You don't have to take your vehicle back to your dealer to keep your vehicle manufacturer's warranty in effect. Our Napa Auto Care Center uses the proper replacement parts and procedures to keep that warranty valid. Visit our independently owned Napa Auto Care Center today. Find a store at NapaOnline.com. Napa Know How. 
You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. Are you in the market for a reliable car that won't break the bank? Drive Radio sponsor, Ridgeline Auto Brokers specializes in quality used cars that cost between fifteen dollars to $25,000, making them a great option for first-time drivers or anyone looking for a good deal. They pride themselves on providing a transparent and hassle-free car buying experience. That's why at Ridgeline, they never charge a dealer fee. Plus, all vehicles are inspected by Legacy Automotive, a Colorado Select member and sponsor of Drive Radio. For a limited time, they are offering first-time customers the first oil change for only $1. Every car comes with a 30-day warranty, with the option to purchase a service contract. And at Ridgeline Auto Brokers, there are competitive financing options to fit your budget. If you cannot make it to the dealership in person, there are videos of all Ridgeline cars for sale on their website at RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Call today at 303-442-4141 to schedule a test drive or visit RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, the smartest way to buy a car. Attention Denver drivers, are you tired of the same old routine when it comes to car maintenance? Well, it's time to experience automotive excellence like never before at Toy Excess Denver. At Toy Excess Denver, we're your trusted partners in automotive care and specialize in Toyota, Lexus, and Honda, and Subaru vehicles with a commitment to quality and friendly staff goes the extra mile to ensure your vehicle receives the care it deserves. From routine maintenance to major repairs, our certified technicians use state-of-the-art equipment and high-quality parts to keep your car running smoothly. Plus, at Toy Excess Denver, we believe in transparency and honesty. No hidden fees, no gimmicks, just straightforward and fair prices that put you in the driver's seat. So why settle for ordinary when you can experience extraordinary? Visit Toy Excess Denver today at toyexcessdenver.com to learn more about our services and schedule your next service appointment. You can also call 303-722-0234. Toy Excess Denver, where automotive excellence meets customer satisfaction. Drive with confidence. Drive with Toy Excess Denver.
We are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it very much. Mike in Inglewood, you are next. Go ahead. How you doing, John? Good, Mike. I'm a big fan of the show. Thanks, 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 well, thanks thank for taking my call. Well, appreciate it. Thank um, you. Hey, I've got a 2015 Nissan Armada. Uh, it's got 194,000 miles on it. I've, I've literally never had any problems with it. Nothing wrong with it at all. Okay. But it just started idling really high. Like, um, if I put it in park, it'll kind of bounce in between. Like, the RPMs will bounce from one and a half to three. Um, and if you put it in drive, without even putting your foot on the gas, you'll, you'll go like 40 miles an hour. So um, I just wondered what that might be and what, what might be the problem there. And you don't have a check engine light on, right? Yeah, the check engine light came on. Oh, yeah, it okay. Did. Yeah, then. You know what's interesting? I was going to say, I, I, I actually uh, dropped the kids at school, and I went out to start my car, and it didn't start one day. I had to jump it right right before that check engine light came on. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it or if that's a separate issue. It is a drive-by-wire car, so you could have your throttle plate could be really dirty and unable to go into the basically the idle position. And when the battery went low, it could have lost its memory of where the new idle position is. And that could be it, but... I would start with why this, is that check engine light on. So, you know, it could be the throttle body's bad or the pedal's bad or one of those, too. But I would think if it all started with having the jump start, you probably ran the battery down too much. It lost its memory of its – it becomes a learned throttle position. It lost that memory, and then, you know, it's now going back to its default position, and that's why you're having so many issues. Oh, I got you. Well, I took the battery, and the, and the battery tested fine. They said it's good. Okay. Um, yeah, interesting. All right, I will check that out. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much. Thank you. You're very welcome, Mike. Appreciate it very much. Have a great rest of your day. Randy, you are next. Go ahead, Randy. Hi, I uh, purchased a new, not a new, a used Honda Ridgeline. Okay. It has an auto engine idle stop. Yep. I've never had a vehicle that had that before. Auto start stop. Um, yeah, and it's got the, uh, it's capable of being turned on or off. And um, I'm want to get your opinion on uh, whether that is something that should be left on all the time, and, and why it, would I want to turn it off? Uh, that's your I, call. I personally like to drive with it off. My wife has the Pilot, which is basically the same thing, not the pickup truck. And when I drive it, I turn right. it off because it's always you're at a light; it has to start. And I don't really see a change. It's supposed to, you know, shut off while you're sitting there for a long time at a stoplight, but. I don't see enough change in miles per gallon to worry about it. I've got one of those in a couple of different vehicles, Randy. And for me personally, it just depends on the day, how I'm driving, whether I'm paying attention to it. Is it annoying me or not? Sometimes I'll let it ride. Sometimes you know, you can kind of cheat as well. If you let off the brake pedal just a teeny bit, that will actually engage the engine again. You don't have to flip the switch. So some of it's just in how you drive as well. Okay. And then the other question is that I had read that this vehicle has um, cylinder deactivation, mm-hmm. um, and uh, is that something you can turn on or off, or is that automatically on? It's Always automatically on. on, and honestly, I, I never notice it when I drive my wife's car. It, it's so, you know, you just don't feel it. It just does it when it wants to, and it doesn't. it's really never an issue on hers. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I just purchased this a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I probably went to at least 10 car dealers 
before I found the one I purchased, and not one dealer would give me one penny off the asking price, no, no matter what I did. No, not, no, not, not that hard. Yeah, not right now. No. And I don't see that changing no. anytime soon, Randy. Okay, yeah, but you know, I offered them a price, and then a week later they dropped it to that price. Um, but they wouldn't take my initial offer, you know, until they dropped it themselves. I just it was beyond me. Yeah, that's and that's well, kind of the way it is, unfortunately, right now. Mm-hmm. Got it. All right. Yep. All right. Thank you for your time. No, you're very thank welcome, you. Randy. Appreciate the phone call. Great question, by the way. Let's go to Phil. Who's next? Phil, go ahead. Hey, good afternoon, John. Josh. Hey, how are you doing, Phil? Amazing uh, difference in weather and yeah, isn't it though? Cool. Yes. <laughs> that's Colorado, I guess. Yes, it is. So, John, I know you own some older vehicles. Are yes. they plated as collector cars? Uh, most of mine that can be are, yes. Have you ever had an issue getting your renewal registration with any of them? No. No? Okay, so I got a truck that I've owned 40 years next January, but I plated it collector 25 years ago, and I haven't had the card show up in the mail. This is Arapahoe County, by the okay. way. And I haven't called anybody. But I went online because I know you can renew online and didn't recognize the plate or the VIN. You may have to go so in I'm, then. Yeah. So I'm wondering, it's been 25 years, and I'm wondering if that maybe <laughs> they want to see if you still own it or. Possibly. Again, I've had to, you know, because they're good for every five years, so you don't go down often on those. The last one I had to do, I don't think I got anything in the mail either, but just went in and renewed it. wasn't a big deal. Okay. And I know, I remember recall signing an affidavit that you won't drive it over 4,000 miles last time I renewed. I think that's, it's either four or five, I want to say. So yes, that's correct. All right. Mine doesn't doesn't get a hundred, so it's not, yeah, I mean, not a big deal to sign that. I guess I get the pleasure of uh, calling and seeing if I can get any help. Go online and make an appointment and just go in with your appointment. That's the easiest way to do it, Phil. Should I bring my title and everything just to show? I would it? just to be, or your last registration even works. They can pull everything up off of that. Just just your last registration is all you need, and your ID, all right. and your John. ID, of course. Will do. That's Thanks. all you got to do. Nope. Th- appreciate it very much. Great question, Tom. Again, uh, hang tight. We'll come right back and take both of your calls. This is Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. If you're in the market for a new pair of glasses, now's the time to check your flex spending account or your health savings account and head over to Stack Optical. At Stack Optical, you'll have your new glasses in just three to four days. Stack Optical is celebrating over 50 years of quality eye care here in Denver. So for all your optical needs, eyeglasses, contacts, eye exam, prescription sunglasses, eyeglass repairs, Go to Stack Optical. Call them today, 303-321-1578. That's 303-321-1578, and tell them Scott sent you. And remember, at Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Never know how. The friendly folks at your local Napa Auto Care Center appreciate their customers, and they like to show it. Stop by your Napa Auto Care Center today and ask for your customer loyalty card. It has a valuable offer you can use again and again. It's their way of thanking you again and again for your business and loyalty. Find your nearest store at NapaOnline.com. Napa know-how! Got too much debt but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments. 
pay off your debt, and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Want to downsize but can't qualify with a current mortgage and a new one? Been told you have to sell your house for the down payment? That debt ratio is too high? We can help. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Use your equity for the down payment and debts, qualify only on the new mortgage payment, and have no more contingency offers. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. Our experience can save you money. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA, equal credit lender. Are you ready to revolutionize your ride? Look no further than Legacy Automotive Boulder, your one-stop destination for all your automotive needs. We're here to take your driving experience to the next level, whether you're an eco-warrior or a diesel enthusiast. We know you love the power and endurance of your diesel engine. At Legacy Automotive Boulder, we speak diesel fluently. Our skilled mechanics have years of experience in diesel service, repairs, and maintenance. From routine checkups to major overhauls, we've got you covered. We'll keep your diesel engine roaring with efficiency and provide you with the exceptional service you deserve. But that's not all. Legacy Automotive Boulder offers a range of services for all types of vehicles. From oil changes to brake repairs, tire rotations to transmission maintenance, we're here to ensure your ride performs at its peak. Our state-of-the-art facility is equipped with the latest diagnostic tools so you can trust our experts to accurately diagnose and fix any issue. And did we mention our commitment to satisfaction? At Legacy Automotive Boulder, we pride ourselves on delivering a five-star experience. From the moment you step through our doors, our friendly staff will greet you with a smile and provide personalized attention. We believe in transparency and integrity so you'll always know what services you need and why. Your satisfaction is our driving force. So why wait? Experience the Legacy Automotive difference today. Just go to LegacyAutoBoulder.com to book an appointment. Whether you're an EV enthusiast, a hybrid aficionado, or a diesel devotee, we're here to keep you on the road with confidence. Legacy Automotive Boulder, where expertise meets excellence. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. Are you looking for a healthcare provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Healthcare, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. 
At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. Hunter and Doug at Cub Creek Heating and AC see firsthand how many families struggle through the harsh Colorado winters simply because they can't afford to repair or install an inadequate furnace. That's why they're announcing that they're giving away a furnace or furnace repair to a front-range family or individual who might be in need, be it elderly, lacking resources, or any other reason. Nominate a family or individual now by going to klzradio.com HVAC and bless a Denver family this new year. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. Tom in Lakewood, you are next. Go ahead, Tom. Well, I got a 2003 Silverado V8. Okay. And uh, it's got a lot of miles. It's got about 270 on it. Okay. Anyway, the past year, and I've always changed oil, but the past year when I started up, particularly on a cold morning, it has a threshing sound, just like there's absolutely no oil in it. And then after about five minutes, it warms up, and it's quiet, and it runs pretty good. And I can't figure out what is wrong with it. Just, oh, it happened around 265 or so. If, is there something that wouldn't get oil or would drain down a little too much or something? I can think of. Just kind of old motor on a cold day. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's just. Well, I hadn't done it in prior years, and I've had the truck since it was new. Right. And uh, I just thought something was wrong. You're at like 260, though, so everything's kind of getting a little loose, so it just takes a while for, you know, all the oil to get to all the pieces it needs to on a cold morning. Okay. Well, the other question I got is I use that EPR every now and then, every couple oil changes. And uh, what does MOA really do? Basically, it's like taking the additive package in your oil and making it better. So super you know, fine, super fine, okay. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> super rad. Yeah. They, years ago, they had one, and what it did is it increased the viscosity of the oil. Does this just make oil flow the, freer, or does it make it thicker? It doesn't make it any thicker. No, it doesn't. Now no. they have a oh, product okay. to increase the viscosity of the oil if you want to do that. BG does. That's for old cars only. Because mm-hmm. you, yeah, new cars, that's a no-no. Okay. But and they, in yours, with 270, could you do that? Yes, you could. Yeah, you could. Okay. All righty. Well, thank you. No, you're thank very you. welcome, Tom. Appreciate that very much. So, yeah, it's a, that MOA is just, think of it as a super ad pack you're adding into your existing oil that's giving you more protection than what you would normally have with regular oils. That's mm, probably that's the best it. way for that's me exactly to say that. Uh, Gent in Denver, you're next. Go ahead. Yes, sir. How are you, sir? Good. Thank you. You're welcome. Long-time listener, second-time caller. Thank you. Appreciate that. Okay. Okay. So I've got a 2003 Chevy Avalanche. It's got about 230 on it. Um, I've never really had back brakes. 
Okay. I could go down the street here when it snowed and stump on the brakes. The fronts lock up and the backs just push the vehicle. So my questions leading to my new Autel scanner that showed me a few codes that were only related to the front wheel speed sensors. Okay. I, I, I'm wanting to auto-bleed it with that new scanner. Excuse me, I'm trying to get out from under the vehicle. Here no, you're fine. Go ahead. Take your time. Okay. So do I need to open these uh, rear wheel caliper uh, bleeder valves to run the auto-bleed uh, program in this scanner? You will. Now, usually I'd go, I'd go ahead and try and run it without doing it, so don't go all the way through. But it will usually, a lot of times with all the bleed functions on the Autel, it'll tell you, open the right front. You know, so you're going to have to, you usually oh. need somebody to help you because, you know, you're going to have to hold down the brake pedal and have somebody out there who opens the right front bleed, and then it'll sit there and run the pump so many times. Oh. And then it decides... Then it tells you to close it, and it'll run the pump again and see how the pressure holds. And then it'll take you to the right rear and the left rear and the, you know, left front. So it it usually has the whole procedure built into it. I don't know off the top of my head on the Avalanche, but usually, I mean, I've done a ton of cars with it, and that's usually how it breaks it down. So you're going to need somebody to be in the cab, and every time you get to a step, it'll use the scan tool will stop and, you know, come in, ask you to go next, next, next. You know, after you get each each one of the wheels done, so usually you're gonna need somebody well, in the car, cool. and also you need to be out there not just open and closing the bleed, but making sure that reservoir is full the whole time. Because if you run it out of brake fluid while you're yeah. doing this bleed, it's it's gonna take a lot of work that's, to bring it back. Okay, that's really good news. My initial auto bleed will be the first cycle will be without having to open the cylinders. It as far as you know. It depends on, you know, how it does it. So usually what oh, when okay. you do an auto bleed, you tell you command the scan tool to go in it. And it'll usually say, hold the brake pedal, and you'll hear the pump run. It'll rant, yeah. rant, rant. And then it'll yeah. say, you know, open the right front bleed while still holding the brake pedal. And then it'll bleed so much out the right front. And then it'll tell you to close the bleed. And then, you know, the next step is, you know, It'll cycle again. And it'll tell you to go right rear, okay. but and each time you have to, you know, press the next button or on Ford they call it a tick. Each yeah. time you get one step done, so it's going to take two people to do it. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I'm lo- I love this show. You're very welcome, Gant. No, thank you. Yep. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate it very much. And I said we would answer this on air, Josh. So somebody texted in a moment ago. Nissan Rogue 2013. Through a PO420 code, check the gas cap mostly tight. Should I check the O2 sensor next? It's running fine. No loss of power, misses, anything like that. It has 154,000 miles on it. 420 is a catalytic converter efficiency code. So it's going to need usually, a cat. Usually it leads down to a cat. <laughs> it's a, it's very, very, very seldom, unless you have are from a rusty part of the country where you would have an exhaust leak. If it's a Colorado car, it's pretty much pointing towards a cat. Just not efficient enough. Right. And so, the way they tell on that, and Josh from Legacy up in Boulder, you can explain this, but they're literally measuring full, you know, before and aft, mm-hmm. comparing notes. Right. I'm simplifying you it. Simplifying, yeah. Comparing notes and determining, am I going to turn the light on or not? That's it. So it has an oxygen sensor in front of the cat, 
one behind the cat, a catalyst that is doing its job will produce so much oxygen. That's what differential. we're reading, the differential oxygen. So, And then it knows it's either effe- it's either being efficient or it's not. Right. What's interesting in this case is, is and you won't, by the way, have any running problems typically, but yes, because of that differential, you'll turn the light on. That's why the light's on. Now, here's a question I have for you, Josh, because you know this world better than I. Emissions-wise, knowing it's throwing this code, if you had to go in and do an actual test, what happens on a 2013? 2013, they'll fail it because it's not an IM240. It is but, it is giving the, it, but it's giving it, a code saying the cat's not right. working. Yep. So they pull the codes on it. That's all they do is they roll it in, they run the codes and the monitors. And that's how they decide if you pass emissions. And the reason they don't have to dyno anymore, folks, is because the car is doing so much analysis of what's going on in its own system, it can tell them whether, hey, I'm working effectively, or in this case, I'm not. And the car's better than a dyno. That that car on the dyno would probably pass the flying colors. Right. But it won't pass. Because it knows, hey, I'm not doing this correctly. Okay, so there's your answer to that. Jerry, Mickey, hang tight. We'll come right back. Don't go anywhere. This is Drive Radio KLZ 560. Okay, your week is crazy. Your local Napa Auto Care Center understands. That's why we're open Saturdays for your convenience. Get that oil change you've been putting off way too long. Be done with those squeaky brakes that are on your last nerve. We get it. Our Napa Auto Care Center is open Saturday. When you maybe don't have soccer, dance class, a late meeting at work, you name it. Call for a Saturday appointment now. Find your store at NapaOnline.com. Napa You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to champ. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. Did you know that chip can be fixed? But who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972, and it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology, backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company. While other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all, you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you 
can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Picture this. You're cruising down the open road, the wind in your hair, and the sun in your face. Now, imagine doing it in a car that looks as good as the day you drove it off the lot. That's where ProTech Auto Shield and Nano Coatings comes in. ProTech, the name you can trust for top-tier automotive protection. Your car isn't just a set of wheels, it's an investment. And we're here to make sure it stays pristine. Step inside our cutting-edge facility, where we craft the latest in automotive protection. Our advanced paint protection films act like an invisible force field, shielding your car from road debris, rock chips, and whatever Mother Nature throws your way. And for that showroom shine that lasts, our premium ceramic coatings offer unbeatable protection against dirt, water, and those harsh UV rays. But ProTech isn't just about the exterior. We care about every detail, inside and out. Our interior protection products Ensure spills, stains, and wear and tear are a thing of the past. Worried about making the right choice? Our expert team is here to guide you, ensuring your car gets the treatment it deserves. Elevate your driving experience with ProTech Auto Shield and Nano Coatings. Because your car deserves the best. Visit ProTechAutoShield.com today or call 303-423-2841 and shield your investment with confidence. Drive on. Protected with ProTech Auto Shield. All right, we're back. Drive Radio KLZ 560. Thanks for listening. Mickey, you're next. Go ahead, Mickey. Hi, guys. Happy Hi. afternoon. Hey, how are you, sir? Pretty good. Good. I just renewed a uh, 85 S10 under the Classics in November. Okay. They didn't say. They didn't send out the regular card. They sent out a letter saying it's time for renewal. And it had the sign paper for, uh, yeah, I agreed not to drive it more than 4,000 miles. Right. So I went in. Uh, <clears throat> so I asked the lady, when did this law come into effect? And she says, oh, a couple years ago. I said, yep, I'm in for renewal. And my, this applies to new, the 4,000-mile limit applies to new people get doing it for the first time. Okay. And she said, well, what do you mean? I said, originally, there was no limit on the mileage, and that I wasn't going to sign away my right to drive it as much as I wanted. She says, well, how much do you drive it? I said, 1,000 miles a year, maybe, but... Uh, that doesn't give you the right to limit how much I drive it. So she looked at me, and then she looked at the paper, and she says, how long have you had this truck? I said, 25 years. Oh. Okay, well, do you want to pay for this much with the uh, card so that you can get onto the parts? Nope. Okay, well, then it's $53.97. Here you go. So, no, I didn't sign away my right to drive it as much as I want. And still didn't pay any more at the end of the day? And did not pay any more. I mean, at the end of the honestly, Mickey, furthermore, who's ever going to check? 
Yeah, but I just don't like them chipping away sure. at my rights. Yeah, I hear you. But on the, I'm, again, on the same token, who's ever going to check? No, I, mean, true, I mean, the only time I see that being I, a problem, and, and, and by the way, I don't think this is really a fair way to do it either for those of us that are actually are collectors. I've seen a lot of collector guys where they're driving them daily all year round and they're cheating. And, yeah, I don't I don't like that either, Mickey. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, if it's not a collector car and you're going to drive it daily, then just get regular plates. If you're going to be like you and I, fine. And, and I'm like you. I don't see why you really have to sign anything saying that. I think what happens is some officers, not all, because most aren't paying any attention, but if they see the same guy every day driving the same route with a collector plate, do you have a chance of getting pulled over at some point? You probably do. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Even if they did, I'm still grandfathered under the original agreement. Gotcha. So, no, I just didn't want them limiting yeah. my right to use my vehicle the way I saw fit. Sure, I hear you. Yeah, no, I get it. So, that, so he might not have gotten a card, but he probably got a letter. Gotcha. Okay. Actually, yeah, and I, my in my case, I didn't, but I just went in, renewed it. Not a big deal. It was easy. Well, the letter never showed up till mid-month. So I see. That left me two weeks to hurry up and do it because if you let it lapse and it goes one day over, you don't have a grace period. No, you don't. Yeah, you yeah exactly. Then you start all over you again. You would have had a yeah, That's right. So that's yep. why I went in as quick as I did, and I talked nice to her. Sure. And she agreed. So nice. that's my two cents. Nice. Good job, Mickey. No, appreciate that. Thanks for the feedback. I appreciate that. Jerry and Aurora, you're next. Yeah. This is, uh, I was calling in response. I think the guy's name was Tom and his uh, Chevy Silverado that yes, uh, rocks when he starts it when it's cold. Well, uh, I have a 2000 Chevy Silverado with a 5.3 and uh, just a two-wheel drive, but I'm 399,000 miles Good on it. Good for you. Never been touched. I run Mobile One 530, and yes, it rattles when it's cold when it starts. I don't do it in the summertime. Okay, but you know it's mainly a little bit of piston slap yep. and then valve mm-hmm. yep. crane noise. And then once it warms up, it takes about two minutes. It goes away, and uh, you know I had a uh, an '83 Chevy pickup. I had 374,000 miles on it with a regular 350. And it rattled like hell. I still have it, but I quit driving it. But it never been touched either. So, but, uh, yeah, they run for a long time if you take care of them. Yes, they so. do. No, and you're, you're living proof of that. It sure is. Good for you. The, the cold weather is just rough on them when it's just cold. If you don't have an engine heater or or a, in somewhere inside to keep, I put a heat lamp under mine on these cold days to try yeah. to warm it up a little bit. But, Okay, well, that was just my comment, so thank you. You're very welcome, Jerry. No, and by the way, congratulations. Just goes to show you that, yes, if you take care of these vehicles, they will run a really, really, really long time. And by the way, it doesn't matter whether it's on the import or the American side. You see it everywhere. You take care of them, and they will run, Josh, I don't know in some cases what the real limit is. I mean, he's an example of almost 400,000 miles on a Chev V8. How long will they go? you take care of it i don't know <laughs> it's a there's a story floating around the internet you'll see this from toyota they took a tundra apart the guy's a hot shotter for uh, oil companies and he runs all over the country million miles yeah original engine uh i think he's had one transmission put in it 
in that amount of time. Don't quote me on that because I didn't. I, I've, it's been a while since I read the article. I think he did one transmission, and it is all he's really done as far as major components go. But a million miles on a Tundra. But you know, there's other stories of other vehicles doing the exact same thing. So I'm not trying to put right. you know the Tundra on a pedestal by any means. But it just goes to show you that yes, you do proper maintenance. And keep in mind that's in his case probably 90% highway miles. And you can typically take highway miles, divide them in half for what city miles would be. So in a million miles, it's like 500,000 city miles. Still a lot of miles. Don't, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not downplaying the story because a million miles is a ton. Even 500,000 is a ton. Although I've had some of you that have called in uh, over the years that have put four or 500,000 miles on cars uh, pretty easily. So uh, point being, can you do it with proper maintenance? You absolutely can. Absolutely. How many seats did it take? That's the question. <laughs> That's the real question for me is yeah. how many seats does it take to get well, to you a know, million miles? Well, it's funny. Toyota took this story on this Tundra. Is they're literally taking this entire vehicle apart. They agreed to – I don't remember how this worked. I think they gave the guy a new Tundra, agreed, you know, if, hey, if you give us all, all, the old one to do some testing on it, we'll give you the new one. And they've literally stripping everything apart, mm-hmm. including interior seats, the whole nine yards, sheet metal, et cetera, trying to figure out, you know, how well – have we done things? What else could we approve on? And so on. Which, again, back to the Toyota story a moment ago. You got to hand it to Toyota for doing that. That's how they. That's how they stayed king of the mountain. Yeah. And they're going to keep doing it. And going back to the whole, you know, somebody asked earlier, you know, what's going to happen to you know V eight ICE engines and all of that. Uh, you look at a company like Toyota. You know, they're going to do the EV thing based upon market conditions. They've already said that. When the demand continues to go up, they'll continue to play in that sandbox. Until then, they'll throw a few cars out here and there. They're going to have to keep working at their cafe ratings, of course, which is where some of that comes into play is also. There's a game there that they all play, but Toyota's playing the game very well. And they have not gone in, uh, you know, they, they have not gone full tilt by any means on doing all EVs like some of the other manufacturers have done, to their credit, by the way. Yeah, they were the first with hybrids, basically. Honda technically, but real numbers, Toyota. Yeah, with the Prius, let's face Prius, it. They're, they're yeah. the one that really came out and, and, and have learned a lot. And, and to Toyota's credit, they've done very, very well when it comes to hybrids and far, and far as I'm concerned. Uh, there's other companies that have come along and done very well as also, uh, have done very well also, I should say. But Toyota really is a leader in that end of things, and they've got the best hybrid system, I think, of anybody. Oh, they do, and they they run forever. Seamless. You don't know when the engine comes on and off. I mean, they've got that thing dialed in. Now, really fast. I know we're running out of time, but for those of you even on the start-stop technology and so on, it's because of what the hybrids did and Toyota learning what do we need for battery starters and so on to be able to do this on an ongoing basis that you now can have a start-stop vehicle in the first place. Because without, in my opinion, Josh, without Toyota doing all of what they did on the hybrids, you wouldn't even have that today. No, you wouldn't. Because that's what that's what got all that going. It did. So, like it or not, this is where we're at. Josh, again, Legacy Automotive, Ridgeline Auto Brokers, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us down today. RidgelineAutoBrokers.com if you want to buy a new a newer used car is what I should say. Second location coming in in Fort Collins, 1101 North College Avenue. I'll pass the phone number out probably here in a week or two as we get closer to having that fully operational. In the meantime, whatever you need, just go to their website and check it out. And you can also check out all of our other sponsors. Just go to drive-radio.com. That's it, guys. Sportsman Colorado is next. This is Drive Radio KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com.
Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.